Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Gita Nastasi, Chief Nursing Informatics Officer at New York Presbyterian. Gita, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you, Laura. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. There's so many different things happening in technology and that convergence between healthcare and, and care delivery as well as technology is really amplifying and becoming front and center. So I'm excited for our conversation. But before we dive in, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background. Of course, I have a rather long history working in healthcare, working in different clinical settings as a registered nurse here in the US and in the UK, and then in various roles within IT and now in clinical informatics for the past five years. Excellent. Well, you know, given your background and your perspective, what do you see as being some of the big opportunities for people and especially clinicians with the informatics leaning? Um, what are the big opportunities and then headwinds that you have your eye on right now? Well, speaking in my role as CNIO, I can talk about a few initiatives that add value, but also ensures that our nurses have the technology and digital skills needed to face the future head on. So we have a variety of programs for nurses, ranging from our mobile first strategy, which is the use of dedicated one-to-one mobile devices which we are also leveraging to reduce documentation burden. We've also introduced speech recognition technology for nurses. Smartphone integration is coming soon, and we do have virtual nursing live right now. Got it. That's so fascinating. And I know a lot of health systems have really started looking seriously at the virtual nursing program if they haven't already. Um, And and it's amazing to hear that you've gotten it stood up already. Um, Is there anything, I guess, that you learned during that process or that you're particularly proud of um, in in terms of how uh, that virtual nursing is working right now at New York Presbyterian? Yeah, I would say that you really have to get your technology right because the technology can really be um, an asset if it's the correct correct technology. Um, So when we're thinking of virtual, any sort of virtual use cases, especially in the inpatient, that needs to connect with your smart room and how your both your users, your patients, your families, and your clinicians interact with that technology. So the way we're trying to approach it is really have a common platform where we can do virtual nursing, but also do a variety of other virtual use cases, such as virtual pharmacy, um, virtual um, patient experience, et cetera, rather than having a different types of technologies in the room for different use cases. That's one of the first thing. And the other thing that truly surprised me is how our clinicians took to virtual, like docs to water. So um, they were so eager to embrace this um, and they're really looking forward to scaling virtual nursing across the organization, which is what we're working on right now. That's really great to hear. Now, uh, when you think about uh, your role as CNIO and, and definitely how your teams impact the health system as a whole, how do you think about growth and ad- adding value overall? What does that look like, especially uh, today when you know their resources are very tight um, for many organizations? 
They certainly are very tight. And, and, and really, Laura, I can talk about a variety of initiatives that not only us here at NYP, but other organizations are really looking at to address labor workforce and how we respond to the rapid evolution of technology. Um, but I would really like to shift gears a little bit and talk about internal processes, because sometimes I think those are really overlooked. I believe the importance of governance cannot be overemphasized. Fine-tuning and expanding governance oversight is something I am always laser-focused on, especially as technology and regulations change. Governance, to me, is the cornerstone of standardization, adoption, and really enabling a more seamless total experience. Um, creating and institutionalizing frameworks is another way to add value. So my team and I have worked across service lines with our tripartite colleagues to create a patient education framework and a digital clinical care framework. I think frameworks are especially useful when you have large, complex, and evolving challenges and you need a foundational approach with a common set of standards, realizing there will always be exceptions to the rule. Um, if we have time, I can certainly dive in a little bit into the digital clinical care framework, if you like, Laura. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be great if you're able to you know, kind of touch on what that looks like for you and how you set that up, you know, I, that would be extremely valuable and beneficial for us. Well, um, as you mentioned previously, right, we're all digital now and so, so much change happening um, with so many introductions and breakthroughs happening scientifically and technologically. So um, NYP is already leading in virtual clinical care. We have a well-established suite of services along with our colleges while Cornell and Columbia and many of our departments continue to launch transformative virtual clinical care programs. And the reason why we're looking at this framework and we're about to put the finishing touches on it is that knowing and being able to visualize what programs are being developed can help to align virtual initiatives across the continuum of care and across services for a cohesive strategy in line with a digital roadmap and, and obviously our strategic goals. And what this can do is it can allow our health system to move agilely to a range of virtual clinical care services and respond to future health academics and prices. So we see it like um, air traffic control for current and future use cases to provide synergies and a cohesive approach while also keeping the patient and clinician experience seamless across the continuous care here at NYP. Um, because uh, obviously, like most other organizations, we are expanding our hospital without wall strategies. I love that. And, and definitely, you know, it's so interesting to think about how the idea of a hospital or a health system has really been changing and going beyond those four walls or even beyond the walls of any clinical infrastructure and into the home and into other virtual spaces. Would you look at, you know, where the healthcare system is headed and, and as we've already talked about to some degree, um, the resources are limited in, in how things are changing. What do you see as being one risk or investment that's still worth making this year in order to make sure you've got patient care where it needs to be and the organization set up for success in the future? Well, that's a great question. I think a shift to virtual care and caring in flexible spaces is absolutely a great investment because this can be good not only for consumers of healthcare, but also for providers. 
when you look at all the literature out there about burnout of the care team and the label challenges, we need more nurses, we need more physicians. I think it's a win-win to give our frontline heroes alternative staffing models. So absolutely, I think um, virtual care, um, a lot of organizations are investing in this, and I think that's only going to grow. I love that. I think that's such a key point and area. And I can imagine, too, you're constantly having things come across your desk with new opportunities, connect virtually or, or different applications to do that. And so, you know, when you look into the future, where do you see the best opportunities, um, whether it's on digital or technology or, or um, the care that you're, you're delivering on the ground? Where do you see opportunities for growth and development and how is your role changing? Another great question. I think we're all seeing a confluence of factors that are reshaping and transforming healthcare. You know, whether it's payer trends, consumerism, and the rise of digitally savvy Gen Z, Gen Alpha, and beyond. But one of the ones I'd like to focus on, really too, is technology and scientific breakthroughs. I think those are two very influential factors. And I feel that advances in other spheres, other than healthcare, whether it's wearables or AI or even Leo satellites or the metaverse will allow us to make the impossible possible. And I think it's important to mention that when we think about future opportunities, we do need to keep health justice as a pillar, some sort of a regulatory framework to ensure safeguards. And of course, as I mentioned before, rock solid governance in mind, especially given the exponential pace of digital transformation. So risk Notwithstanding, I think large language models expressed through a conversational UI will complement and enhance clinical research and healthcare business use cases throughout the continuum of care. Also, I believe getting a head start on redefining what really constitutes patient care and where it needs to happen. For instance, caring for patients in businesses and homes and community centers versus hospitals and other healthcare settings and meeting people at the point where they live and work instead of having them come to us. And I think that's happening right now. We see a huge focus around remote patient monitoring programs, hospitals and homes, and looking ahead to the next decade. Our patients who are also consumers of care will be sophisticated users of technology. The digital experiences that they experience today will become the norm in the future. And this needs to be reflected in the care we provide. This means virtualization of care will also become the norm and care in non-traditional spaces. And what I think will happen is the ratios of virtual to in-person care for hybrid programs will shift for certain business cases over time. So that more will be done virtually and digitally. Along the way, I'm hoping this will help to reduce the cost of healthcare, allow earlier access to care and earlier intervention. And I think this will make the public health experts and in fact, all of us very happy as it will shift the focus from ill health to wellness. And it really is a good thing for all of us. I love that. Kita, thank you so much for going through so many different areas, um, whether it's looking at the large language models and in, in how healthcare business cases are really 
supported by technology to the remote patient monitoring, virtual care, hospital at home, and in really, you know, that tagline you had of making the impossible possible, it, it, that just seems like overall in healthcare, what you do on a daily basis. So uh, I love that and, and definitely love the energy and passion around, you know, really looking in the future and seeing what innovations uh, are out there and how you can leverage them for patients uh, in, in better care overall. Well, thank you, Laura, for um, for the conversation, and I look forward to seeing you and the team in October. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely excited that you'll be able to speak at one of our panels at the Health IT Digital Health and Revenue Cycle event, um, October 3rd through 6th in Chicago. I, I know a lot of the things you talked about today will really be expanded upon during the broader conversations and just a lot of uh, energy around health IT at that particular event. So it'll be great to see you there, and I've always enjoyed talking with you. Thank you so much, Gita. Okay, have a great day. Thank you. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.